This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, give us a call 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page, check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play or Spotify. That way you can make sure you're kept up to date with all the latest episodes. Now, today I am being joined by our always wonderful co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you feeling today? I feel so good. I cannot believe how good I feel. If I was any better, my name would be Matthew Brunner. You know that. <laughs> can you even say that? Sure, I can. <laughs> awesome. Well, then keep Why it not? up. All right. Wonderful. That's to- Wait, that's Tony spelled backwards. Why not? So I've got that going for me, which is nice. But I've been great. I had a great week last week, spent some time with the family, had a nice long weekend. But I'm excited to be back here on the show with you hanging out. We always have fun when we hang out, right? Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Hopefully people have fun listening to these wonderfully, incredibly entertaining financial topics yeah did you ask me how i'm feeling today uh i I did ask you how you were feeling yeah (laughs) how are you feeling how am i feeling well i'm feeling i'm feeling great actually i uh i did basically the same thing had a great week it was really really hot this past week but you know we had uh we had great time with the family and i actually we we hosted a 50th anniversary party for my in-laws this past weekend which was really really just a good time wow. and one of those things that makes you feel good for a few days going on so i'm still riding yeah, that you're riding the nice. high of having some uh some time with the family i'm doing the same but uh we're both wide awake and ready to go but why do you think we're talking about feelings today well, uh, here's why. Here's why. Here, so let me let me get this to you. So so often when we're talking about you and your money, a lot of the topics we cover they're fact driven. You know, we talk about retirement vehicles, and I'm not talking about like Tesla versus Ford, but the things people put their money into, or market performance, safe money versus at risk money. Those are some of the fact based stuff we look at. But for today. What I really want to talk about, I want to change things up a bit and discuss feelings about finances. And we're going to tackle this by talking about financial well-being and ways to help achieve it. Okay, so now I get it. But what do you mean when you say financial well-being? Is That just means being rich or having a lot of money? Uh, well, a lot of times people confuse having wealth and having financial security. I want to explain how they're different. Let, easily put, I've met people that have tons of money and aren't at all wealthy, either, you know, either financially or spiritually, right. let's put sure. it that way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know tons of people that make, I've met people, we've worked on plans with them, we're still working on plans with them because they make, you know, millions of dollars a year and they still won't have enough to retire. Then I met people who led, led a very modest lifestyle and, and have plenty. You can, I, I, you know, people could measure the wealth of their coworkers, friends, family, 
by you know reviewing the accumulation of money or positions they have and comparing it with their own. But financial well-being is different. And financially, being financially secure, it's being confident that you have enough resources to cover your financial needs, and it's unique to everyone. So if we take a quick moment to break that down a bit further, we can examine some of the characteristics of someone who's financially stable. Now, for one, they have control over their daily, monthly, and even their annual expenses. They, they typically have a budget that they refer to frequently and, and have a lot of their financial life. It's, it's planned out and it's allocated to different expenses, even before the expenses might even arise. So they're able to meet and overcome a financial shock that may land in their lap. Wow. So what would what's an example of a financial shock that you're talking about there? Uh, there could be a lot of them, but say one could be like dropping the market or an unforeseen medical emergency. Pe- people who are secure in their financial well-being don't let unexpected situations throw their finances completely off track. Uh, another characteristic is that they're typically on track to meet their financial goals. Now, maybe they're saving for a down payment on a house or even squirreling away for retirement, but they've planned their work and now they're working their plan. And then lastly, people with financial well-being, they often possess like a certain amount of financial freedom that allows them to make decisions to help them enjoy their desired quality of life. Now, it could be taking a family vacation or even splurging on a new boat, but people with financial well-being have control over their finances. They can make choices to spend the money how they want to, not always how they have to. Yeah, good point. Making choices because you want something it's always a lot better than doing it because you have to. So is there a trick to getting to that level of financial well-being? I, I wish I could. Uh, there's some common characteristics. I wish I could say there's, you know, three absolute tricks that anyone can do. But well, certainly, you know, at Compass, we realize this isn't a one size fits all model. So in order to get to a place of financial well-being, you may have to think about what you envision for your life how you want to live, the choices that you need to make now in order to land there in the future. For some people, it's natural to measure their financial well-being, but if you don't fall into that category, it might be useful to get into the habit of what we call taking your financial emotional temperature. Ah, okay. So when's a good time to take that temp? Well, maybe you need to be reminded to do it at your annual visit with your financial professional, or maybe it's during tax season when you're meeting with your accountant. Either way, it's a good time to stop, reflect once every year or so, and analyze how you feel about your financial situation. Now, if you need help starting the exercise, ask ask yourself questions like, over the last few months, how often did I feel joy or peace or satisfaction or pride as it relates to my financial situations? And then ask yourself, how many times in the last few months have I felt negative emotions like stress, anger, helplessness in regard to my finances? Mm, good point. So those are important questions to ask, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And once you have the answers to those types of questions, you're one step closer to finding that financial well-being we're talking about. Well, yeah. And let's take a minute here in case our listeners have some questions for you, Matt, uh, to let them know how to get a hold of you. And usually you have a special offer for them. Yeah, sure. Visit the website. It's compass-ltd.com or you can call the office 800-339-9252. A great way to get started figuring out that, you know, your financial well-being, your emotional temperature, all these things we're talking about. Take the color of money risk analysis. It's a 13 question self-assessment 
questionnaire. And it's an easy way to get that discussion going because it asks you some of those questions. Uh, you can get that at the top left-hand corner of the website. You click on that, fill out the questionnaire, put in a couple pieces of information. We'll get the answers to that. And then you just schedule a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with us. We sit down, talk about the results of that and how you put those things into place to create a comprehensive financial plan that will be taking a look at all these things we're gonna, we've are gonna we talked about and are going to talk about for the rest of the show, help you put them in place. Yeah, that sounds great. And what's the phone number they can call? 800-339-9252. All right. And today we're talking about the connection between our feelings and finance here on The Financial Compass. Of course, I'm Tony Shore, your co-host, along with our main host, Matthew Brunner, the man with the plan. And I've really enjoyed our discussion so far. There's a lot to absorb here. Um, but where do you think negative feelings about finances come from for most people? Um, probably horrible parents. Yeah, bad parenting. No, no, no. Bad parenting. Can we really no. can we blame our parents? <laughs> Well, actually, some of it does come from that, I and mean, we—that's a really a little bit deeper of dive. But <laughs> yeah, we, do learn, we, dive, all right. we do we do learn some of our financial attitudes from the experiences we have, you know, growing up in our household and what money was like there. But I think a lot of people's core unhappiness when it comes to financial issues is with keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, it's it, it's it sounds too simple, but I can't tell you how how often I see it. Consider how often. People compare you. You might, or people you know, might compare themselves to others. Well, yeah, especially the Jones family that I know. <laughs> now, I'm not saying anyone who might have the last name Jones that's a client. I'm saying, of course, the proverbial Joneses. Um, well, I'm talking you know, about a particular Jones who lives in <laughs> Oregon. I'll talk to you about him later. Oh, that one. <laughs> I'm just. <kidding. laughs> you know, now, more importantly, think of who you're comparing yourself to. Like you just said, that particular, whatever that family is, right? Whether it's friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, how often are the comparisons negative? It's commonly said that comparison is a thief of joy. And I certainly see that applying when you compare yourself financially to other people. Well, yeah. And I, for one, don't want anybody stealing my joy. Right. No, neither neither do Ren and or Stimpy. You know, it, happy, joy happy, is joy, big. joy. <laughs> joy is important, right? And why take any part away from that? And comparing yourselves to other people. I said before, I, I've sat down with people who have you know eight million dollars in assets and they're still earning over a million dollars a year, and their financial life is a mess. They can't yeah. keep up. And then I've met people who you know, have $800,000 of lifetime accumulation are no longer working and are financially well because they're just different and they're not comparing themselves to those other people. They created the life they wanted. Now, another point, you know, we're talking about who you're, who you're, who you might be comparing yourself to, but how about this? Who are you looking up to in regards to your finances? Is there someone you admire for how they balance their work and their life or how they manage their stress? Something you might want to consider when it comes to achieving financial well-being is to choose a role model that shares the values you'd like to mold your life around. Someone who makes wise financial choices. 
the making the conscious decision to think your, your financial life through and what a comfortable financial well-being means to you, it can be overwhelming. But that's why we always start. All our hardest work with our clients is done in the beginning, but the real hard work's done with us. We ask some hard questions. You have to get to the bottom of some of these things. Choosing to work with a trusted financial services professional can really help you in creating financial plans that'll work for your unique situation. Okay, so what else does a financial professional like yourself, a financial planner and advisor, what do you consider when looking at financial well-being? When it comes to having financial well-being, we also want to spend time thinking about and talking about uh, why this is important. You know, as far as life stresses go, finances are often at the very top of the list of stress. While, while stress is a normal part of life, it's not it's not completely avoidable. It can have serious ramifications if it reaches unhealthy or prolonged levels. So, so many marriages are destroyed because of financial friction. You know, er, early in this episode, we mentioned that financial well-being was the ability to make decisions that allow you to enjoy life more. So of course, it makes sense that being secure in your finances can contribute to your overall emotional well-being too. Right. And I bet that feeling insecure with finances can have the opposite effect. Yeah. On the flip side, we probably all have real life examples of times when our finances were not on the right track and it impacted our overall sense of well-being. When we don't have a sense of overall emotional well-being, sometimes we make choices that are derived from fear or anxiety. I, unfortunately, I think we see that all over the spectrum right now. And it can take a really negative toll on people. Another consideration is our relationship with family and friends. Now, many people would probably agree that these relationships are more important than their finances, but I think at one point or another, we've all let our finances affect some of our closest friendships. Yeah, that's true, and I'm sure I'm sure that applies to most of us. Finances really can cause division. I think we've all been there, even if it's simply trying to pick up the check for a dinner amongst friends. Yeah, for individuals. I mean, I'm always trying to get you to take it. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's not. Well, you know, for individuals with a strong sense of financial well-being, it might be easier to feel at peace and fully appreciate the relationships and life that you have. When we feel secure and stable emotionally, we generally make wiser and, and even more calculated financial decisions. Now, emotional distress causes a lot of poor financial decisions. That's why we often joke about people buying fancy sports cars during midlife crisis, right? When their emotions are not in check, people are susceptible to making reckless or impulsive decisions they, they that can absolutely you know have negative effects on their financial future that's why we always say work from that plan and unless the plan changes don't change course yeah stay the course i know you've said yeah. that before uh and i think this is important it ties in with emotional investing doesn't it yeah, actually, the next thing I want to get to is is talking about how to avoid making emotional investments. There was a Balance.com article entitled just that from April of 2019. And I think it's a great way to kind of wrap up this whole discussion is talking about some of those things. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. But first, uh, let's remind the listeners if they have questions or want to sit down and talk with you more, get a plan in place. I know you're offering a no cost, no obligation consultation where they can come in, talk with you, uh, and there's no cost for our listeners. How do they get a hold of you? How do they do that? 
They can get a hold of us. They can call 800-339-9252 or they can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Not only is there no cost and no obligation, we have some pretty tasty coffee too. Oh, yeah. Well, you're a great guy to sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Um, You know, people don't need to be frightened. No, not at all. You're not as scary as you sound. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. But and today we're talking about feelings, and hopefully I haven't hurt yours with that comment. But um, uh, feelings and finances. And just before the the phone number there, you said you wanted to examine emotional investing. What are yeah. what, what are some of the ways that uh, the article uh, talks about as far as emotional investing? What can we do to avoid that? Well, there's four things the article mentions, and I'd like to discuss. Uh, first one that caught my attention was. Put your investment plan in writing. Now, I always talk about you know these things and how we'll help you get that comprehensive financial plan in place. At the very least, if you never work with a professional, write it down. There's a great axiom when it comes to you know achieving your goals, and it's if you think it, ink it, and it's a great way. Just writing that down, taking that extra step, makes it that much more likely to happen in your life. Read it once a day, read it once a week, once a month, whatever it is, take it out and look at it every now and then. Or work with a professional and have it put in place. Having a plan written ahead of time can give you that touchstone to you know calm your emotions during a downturn in the market or when the market is exceedingly volatile or when something horrible happens. You know, sometimes you lose a loved one or you lose a job or something like that happens. And ha- not having a plan in place when those things happen is is dangerous to me financially. Uh, I I, th- I think you should also have a plan that includes what you should do and what you shouldn't do when the markets are impacting your emotions or when life's changes impact your emotions and so a written plan is like having a fire drill or a tornado drill if something major occurs you've already got a plan on what to do yeah absolutely that that plan that strategy will it'll be likely to be impacted by the next suggestion from the article too and it's know some market history it can be useful to know that markets often cycle between bear and bull markets. You know, you always hear a lot of advisors when markets are down, they're trying to talk their clients out of making these really rash, emotional decisions. Well, they see it, they know it, they live it every day and they kind of look back from the bigger picture and the normal investors wrapped up in the moment. You know, what you're experiencing in any given moment, it's just one measure in this long score of music. We've heard the song before, we know how it ends. Now, keep in mind that this is just one part of the system that might help you out the, the you know, minor notes of a downturn, if you will, in this musical analogy. Now, because you're aware of market history, you can take advantage sometimes of this next tip too, and that's don't check your portfolio too often. You can't live and die with every movement of the market. Checking every day can drive you crazy with anxiety. I've seen some white papers that talk about um, actually the people that check it more and tinker with it more or have lesser returns. You, know, you, you, sh- you have a long-term horizon. Focus on the end goal. Don't check your portfolio every hour or every day. I had a client when I first took them on, they had pages of every day their account value that wow. they checked. It. Wow. They checked it every single day. And so I made it simple. I said, all right, then tell me what that value is going to be next Tuesday. Huh. And, yeah. And and she looked at it and said, I don't know. And I said, exactly. What was all that worth? Yeah, really? 
and except for her to, and you can see where she made bad decisions because she looked at it one day and it was bad and then she'd make a bad decision that made it worse. That was what we were able to glean from all that data that she had was when it was bad, she made things worse when she acted emotionally. We put a plan in place and helped turn that around. So is there a way then to monitor your portfolio without checking it every day? Well, sure. There's a lot of different product services you can use to monitor your portfolio. They can alert you to large scale changes in values. At Compass, we have what's called the generational vault. It's this tool you can monitor monitor your financial picture in one. It's a safe digital location. It's available 24-7 anywhere you have internet access. It can you can set it up to alert you of any, you know, value changes so you don't have to constantly check your portfolio. But some people want to be aware, you know, if there's a 10, a 15, a 20 percent change up or down in certain things. Now it's nearly impossible to protect yourself from all unexpected trials that are going to come your way. Yeah. But there are certainly attitudes and biases that can often prevent us from acting in our own best interest that we should be aware of. Yeah, as well. Why don't you take a minute, remind us of what some of those attitudes and biases are. Now, sure. As we mentioned, there's a tendency of investors to react much more strongly to negative news than to positive news. And in the same sense, we also tend to put too much focus on what's happening by way of current events and news instead of looking at everything from a larger big picture scale. Now, some people get so wrapped up in how bad they feel about our current government or, or you know, what, whatever senator's opinion or what that country did. And they think it's the end of the world again. They think, you know, one of the, the dangerous phases this time it's different. Regardless of the state of the economy, it's smart to think long term and how this current period benefits in your overall financial plan not just becoming overwhelmed with the current state of things. And it can also prove productive to avoid following the herd mentality when buying or selling. You know, simply because that's what everyone else seems to be doing isn't the greatest reason to do things. And it tends to be the time when investors buy securities at their top prices or sell well below their purchase price. Yeah. Yeah. And that certainly illuminates it for us. And I think this is a good discussion on feelings and finances that we've had today. Yeah, well, you know, I hope people can take something out of the show and have a better understanding of the importance of financial well-being. It's not just having what you think is the right number in account. That's going to change for everybody. And even the number between you and the other person, if you work together forever, side by side, hire the same day, retire the same day, you're still going to have different needs when you leave that office. So having a plan in place that makes sure that that's set so that you can have the greatest sense of financial well-being for the rest of your life to me makes a lot more sense than going it alone yeah that does make a lot more sense well as usual our time has flown by and matthew it's time to wrap it up for this week is there anything else you want to add before we do sure go ahead and give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit the website compass-ltd.com. Fill out that color of money risk analysis. We even have this fact and feelings journal. If you're ever interested in, you know, uh, grabbing it and kind of puts all this stuff into one spot for you. It's a great way to get started and help figure out some of these bigger, deeper questions we have to do in the beginning to get that comprehensive financial plan put in place. Well, no cost, no obligation to sit down with us the first time and talk these things out. Any questions you might have, you can call us or visit us online. It's the easiest way to get started. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252.
or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.